You want cash. You want to get stuff done. So what do you do? You buy 5-Hour Energy, of course. You upload the receipt to 5hewin.com, then find out if you instantly won $10, $100, or even $1,000. Then you drink that 5-Hour Energy and cut through your to-do list like a hot knife through butter. 5-Hour Energy, the official sponsor of getting stuff done. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 and a legal resident of the U.S. Ends June 30th, 2021. For rules, visit 5hewin.com slash rules. Void where prohibited. Message and data rates may apply. Nobody makes lemonade like Mike's. Introducing Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer, the only hard lemonade seltzer made by lemonade experts. It's crisp, refreshing, full-flavor hard lemonade seltzer. 100 calories, 1 gram of sugar, and gluten-free. The 12-can variety pack includes four refreshing flavors, lemon, strawberry, mango, and pineapple. Nobody makes lemonade like Mike's. Please drink responsibly. Hard seltzer with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to DC On Screen, a podcast about DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. I'm David C. Robertson, and this is my co-host, Jason. Hello. All right, so this week, as promised, we are going to talk about an animated series called Batman the Brave and the Bold. It premiered in November of 2008 and ended in November of 2011. This was a huge... I know it'll be just astonishing to hear us talk about an animated series, because we never do that. We never talk about animated series. We we hate animated (laughs) Batman. (laughs) Oh, Jason. Oh, Jason, you silly goose. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know what that noise was, but... I don't either. Go forth and pitch your show. This is a show, and a lot of Batman fans were really turned off by this show. They didn't give it a chance. Um, it's old blue and gray Batman. He looks like a like a the old um, well it, Dick Spring. Sings it best at one point, the gray and blue. Oh. He looks like the old Dick Spring drawings, um, the old from the fifties uh, comic books. He looks cheesy and goofy as all hell. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But his I'm here to tell you. Square. Uh, there's some weird. Uh, even the drawing of him is strange. I, I don't yeah, care. He's one smiling. Bit. He's smiling. It's weird. But Those I'm here jokes. to tell you today, and I shit you not. I don't care if you if your favorite Batman was Batman the animated series. I don't care if you you know sit around writhing naked on top of Frank Miller drawings in Heath Ledger Joker makeup. Batman the brave. <laughs> Batman the brave and the bold. <laughs> Is amazing. And it'll be it amazing one in of, two ways. It'll first, it'll it'll point out how how great it is to have some fun with this character. As the show itself points out, it ended up being a love letter to Silver Age. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna watch. You won't make it through two episodes before you have to look up and go, "Who the fuck was that?" What? Yeah. Who's that guy? In the and at some point, there's a prison break in episode. Uh, was it? Yeah, it's like episode five, four? No, four. There's a prison break. And we ended up having to sit there and freeze frame it and try to figure out who everybody was. Yeah. Like, like Bookworm shows up. Bookworm. The Bookworm. opening credits. and The opening credits and to some degree the tone of the show borrow heavily from the um, Bill Dozier, Adam West, Batman series of the late 60s. Yeah. The level of camp, at least, was borrowed. But it, but the camp is... is Updated. It's more tongue in cheek than it had been previously. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Diedrich Bader uh, from the Drew Carey show, Oswald, uh, in Office as Space, I lovingly met him um, as Batman, and he does a fantastic job. Um, you're also going to get you're going to get John DiMaggio as Aquaman. It's great. Now that's not the only character he plays, but well, and that goes for both of them. It's it's a voice right. actor heavy show. So if you hear somebody, I mean, there's D. Bradley Baker, or as people know him these days, the Goldfish in American Dad. He's all yeah. over the place. I mean, he shows up immediately as Clock King, and then you're not going to stop seeing him till the whole thing's over. But you're you have to listen close if you want to play a game of name that voice. Throw on a few Brave and the Bold episodes, and if you know the fr- like episode one, episode one, man, Rise, Rise of the, the Blue, Blue Beetle. Beetle. You get Will Friedle, previously known, previously known as Terry McGinnis of Batman Beyond, mm-hmm. as Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle Jaime Reyes, mm-hmm. and, and it is we're a doing delightful the Jaime romp. Reyes version too. Yeah, they did a good job of when the, when they go back and you know it, we're talking about the DC universe here. When you go and pick a character, you if if you then have to pick which version of that character. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they could have gone with Ted Cord, and they do. They and have the by best the way, of both worlds, but. 
by the way, as a final selling point. Well, it won't be the final one. Well, no, but as <laughs> as the next in a string of successive strong selling points. Yes. Kevin Conroy shows up as the Batman of Earth X or Earth uh, or Batman of Zur and R. Mm-hmm. Um, and he shows up as the Phantom Stranger. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of fun bits like that. Um, there's an episode where Batman winds up going to Earth X or whatever, as it was in the Silver Age comics anyway. Mm-hmm. And he meets a Batman of that world who is voiced by Kevin Conroy. Um, <laughs> the Lex Luthor equivalent there is is voiced by Clancy Brown. Of course. Um, Just fucking of course. <laughs> I think Dana Delaney is even the lowest of that. Yeah, uh, Vilsi Valor. Yeah, she yeah. <laughs> she was Lois Lane in Superman the Animated Series. It's a it's just an entire it's a whole revival show is what it is. Um, oh my God, there's an episode. There's an episode. Um, God, what is it called? I don't even remember now. What um, it's what it's the episode where um I had, I've had it in my head for weeks. It's the episode where Batman finds out who killed his parents. Oh, Chill of the Night. Chill of the Night. That's yeah. it. He finds yeah. out that Joe Chill killed his parents. Um, in that episode, the, the Spectre and Phantom Stranger, these two celestial beings, are have made a wager over what Batman will do, on whether or not he will um, he will kill Joe Chill or he'll do the right thing and take him to jail. Mm-hmm. And man, Phantom Stranger is Kevin Conroy, and the Spectre is Mark Camel. In the same episode, we get a flashback. We see Thomas and uh, Martha Wayne, mm-hmm. and uh, they're Adam West and I think Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you are a Batman fan, you've got to check this. You got to check this shit out, man. Oh yeah. I mean, this it is was, not. It, it is cartoon and WB authorized fan wank. It is Neil it Patrick is Harris as the wank. Neil Patrick Harris as the music meister. Oh God, I could do a whole. <laughs> honestly. I would I would happily do like an entire show about just mayhem of the music meister. Yeah. Not only yeah. is it just it it was it was almost flawless. The only exception is one is like the death trap song. Um which still even has a little joke to it because, you know, she finishes singing and she didn't need to sing. She she has the earplugs in. She's not under any kind of spell and he, Batman mm-hmm. kind of asked her, "Was the singing really necessary?" She just kind of looks at him, blinks her eyes. So they no. even throw a joke into that just just for the hell of it. But Neil Patrick Harris pops in as the music meister. Mm-hmm. Does a phenomenal job. That man has pipes. Dude, not only that, pipes. John Wesley Ship, also known as as the Flash, mm-hmm. uh, in the eighty, uh, sorry, the ninety series, and um, Barry yeah, Allen's dad Barry. in the new Flash series, mm-hmm. he plays Professor. They recognize Zoom. him as that older guy with a giant jaw. That's he plays not the re- Bruce Campbell. He plays the reverse Flash in Batman: Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a Star Trek fan, you've got Armin Shimmerman, uh, Quark from Deep Space Nine. He plays the calculator, psycho pirate. <laughs> yeah. Gar- oh my God, he's so. Oh man, there's so many people. There's so many people. Paul Rubens is Batmite. Oh. How do you turn? How do How do you turn down Pee Wee Herman as Batmite? I, I, I couldn't. Alan I, Tudyk I is the question. Flash. I obviously couldn't. Alan Tudyk of Firefly is the Flash. <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor from Arrested Development is Crazy Quilt. Right. How are you not already watching this? Just from the cast <laughs> list alone. Now, and the fun part is, if you've never seen it, just forget everything we said and go play a really fun round of Name That Voice. Oh, man. If, um, if you have any kind of instinct, or if that's something you've you've found fun, like if you're the kind of person who watches Family Guy and, and hears Padgett Brewster <laughs> and goes, Ah, I know, I know who you are. Um, it, this, is, this thing's a, a romp. Because you said they're watching a perfectly good Batman story. And by the way, yeah. we've said this about a couple of things. Um, or we've addressed whether you could watch it with your kid a couple times. Mm-hmm. This is the most watchable thing you could sit down with. I mean, anyone old enough to understand a story structure, and they'll yeah. be fine. There, there's nothing in here that's going to obviously obviously veto me if you're a parent yeah. and feel like doing so. But there's nothing in here that I wouldn't recommend is, is something you could sit down and watch with a kid of whatever age. Dude, Will Wheaton plays Ted Kord's Blue Beetle. Of course he does. I mean, come of on. Henry Winkler plays Ambush Bug. Yeah. If and- you don't know who Ambush Bug is, Ambush Bug is the original Deadpool. He's DC's Deadpool. <laughs> this is a character who breaks the fourth wall. He knows that he's a comic book character, or in he this case, break he's it. a he cartoon like lives character. On the fourth wall, he's got a little right. tiny summer home. Ambush Bug is a character. His arch nemesis is a sentient sock. Right. So that's <laughs> what we're dealing with here. Now, unfortunately, Weird, Weird Al the sock Yankovic doesn't show up anywhere up. in Brave of the Bold. Weird Al Yankovic shows up as himself. 
Oh yeah, yeah. This yeah, you is don't a need to actually show. make him anything unless you're doing some of the the, the recent, you know, New Fifty Two based Batman films. In which case, he's going to be Dollmaker for you. So, yeah, that'll be creepy. Um, now look, it with what my favorite part of Ambush Bug in this show. I think he only shows up in the very last episode. I think he only shows up in Mindfall, mm-hmm. and it's Henry Winkler doing a show about uh, during the course of the show Batmite. Um, the the mix mixes spit licks of of Batman's world, um, a creature right. from the fifth dimension that basically does whatever the fuck he wants to do with these four. Um, comes in, decides he's bored with the show because it's mm-hmm. gotten a little too a little too campy, and there's you know, and, and he wants something a little more gritty. And they really do an entire episode that it's basically addressing the fans who kind of watched the show and enjoyed it, but wouldn't mind if they took a little bit of a darker turn like they do sometimes. Because there mm-hmm. is a little, it gets a little heavy, but it's never, it's never dark heavy. It's just sometimes they do an episode that has a real consequences. Um, right. Like that, th- this is a t- this is a Batman TV show that has made me laugh and has made me cry. I mean, they kill it, people. There's a the, a whole string of episodes in season two, mid season two, where they went kind of they went a little heavy there for a second. And it's nothing mm-hmm. that's improper or inappropriate. It's just that they actually yeah people die. Um, the entire Doom Patrol, for instance, sacrifices themselves for and it's they make a whole episode about how uh, you know you're heroes and this is an island of only fourteen people. Surely you think you're mm-hmm. worth more. And the Doom Patrol decides that they're not worth more than even fourteen people and gladly mm-hmm. get blown up. And the entire world sits there and chants, "We are the Doom Patrol. We are the Doom Patrol." Yeah. Um, it's a very kind of it's a it's a modeling got, but inspiring episode. I got chills just hearing you talk about it, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but they do all this, and they go back and forth about uh, every now and then they'll get a little heavy. Like Chill the Night is not it's not a fun episode. It, it By has the way, that was a that was a Paul Dini episode, right? And and it's Paul Dini doing some of the stuff that made him feel feel the feels. So mm-hmm. when you get to the very end, might fall. He's it's it's kind of the show's the show talking about how it's getting pulled in some directions, and at this point they're having to kind of redo the same kind of campy, overly adventurous, even you know outrageous, if you will, stunts. <laughs> and some part of the fan base wants to see a darker bat, you know, and they even they even bring up you know what's actually going to follow. It was kind of a the, what was in process at the moment was that um, oh it's the show you've you've watched the CGI one that I can't. Beware the Batman. Beware the Batman. So they 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 kind of even reference that they're about to do something really like that. Mm-hmm. And Except what they re- what they acted like they were going to do was totally more what I would want than Beware the Batman. It was a CGI Batgirl show, which I would watch as fucking heartbeat. I um, would I would watch that any day of the week. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, twice. Um, I'm sorry, honey. We're not watching Seinfeld tonight. We're watching Batgirl. Right. That is happening. I don't care if Agents of Shield is new. Batgirl is on. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's a it's a it's it's a it's a replay. I know. I mean, maybe I missed something. But you get to the very end of the show, and they're talking about how the shows jump the shark. So every time I hear Henry yeah. Weekler's voice pop up, it makes me giggle just a little bit. <laughs> they even have no. sharks in the opening scene. There's even I think Batman's riding a shark or something. Aquaman's involved, so the sharks are good guys for a second. This show there, there's. <laughs> There's not, there aren't many episodes where Aquaman is not involved. Um, Thank one of God. those though is is the first episode. The first episode, uh, Aquaman is not in, involved, and to to you get the, a good set. Uh, they 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 set the tone really well. Um, Batman and Blue Beetle wind up going to stop an asteroid from crashing to Earth. They get sucked into some sort of a wormhole and save a whole race of of aliens from Kanjaro and when they come back the asteroid is 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 in exactly the same space and it hasn't <laughs> moved anywhere and blue beetle says well we've been gone for like 2 weeks how is this how is the asteroid not hit earth yet and batman goes you know due to the temporal blah 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 and he has this great like science fictiony sounding thing due to the, the to the temporal nature of the wormhole uh, the asteroid hasn't moved because we haven't, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you hear Batman's internal monologue, and he says, which is ju- really just a fancy way of saying, that's really weird. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a Seriously, most of the stuff that's I see the in Batman this Batman you're getting. He's, he's, very, he's a very game kind of Batman, but yeah. he, um, he's going to be funny. And he, well, I say funny. He's a one-liner heavy Batman, and they're all just as bad as 66 ever was. No, and even more alliterative. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> there's some really funny bits in there. Like I, I they they play Batman way more curmudgeonly than than the Adam than the Adam West uh, Batman ever was. Well, I mean, um, it, like for instance, there's a they they do cold opens on this show. Um, they do. So there's always like a little mini adventure at the teaser plot, and then so on. On one mm-hmm. of them, Journey to the Center of the Bat, which is fucking hilarious. You have elongated man and plastic man arguing over who Batman likes teaming up with more. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Batman finally shows up to the heist that they're trying to foil and just it just tells him, you know, truth be told, between the two of you, I'd rather work alone. Yeah. <clears throat> now, there was a fun bit. Uh, there was a fun teaser that that was Batman and Green Arrow. And they're, and we, we talked about how awesome it would be to actually just see that on Arrow. Um, right. It was it was Batman and Green Arrow like counting. They're actually taking down bad guys, but they're counting. They're having a little um, a little competition to see who can take out the most villains with <laughs> batarangs or or arrows or what have you. And the internal dialogue is always uh, it, Batman's internal dialogue is always saying, "I know it's really childish that we have these little games," and they are. They're sitting there like holding up four, and then the Arrow shoots somebody, and the, the arrow will split into two, and he'll hit two people instead, and hold up five. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> um, it, they sit there and talk. It, his internal dialogue it keeps saying, "Yeah, I know it's really childish. We it's probably a lot of a waste of time." Blah 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 blah. And then you know they get a little indicator on their screens that says there's a heist somewhere, and they hop in their little mobiles of whatever variation. And so I'll bet. Uh, <laughs> what does he say? Like I, I'll bet this thing can make it there faster than your hunk of bolts or whatever. Yeah. And you, it they do they they race. It's really extremely childish and a lot of fun to watch. And I. I the kind of thing that you hope you see at some point in the arrow yeah man uh we can't not talk about him aquaman is maybe the best character in the entire series yeah he's the standout i mean Blue uh, he's voiced by john dimaggio standing out as well but he did um but yeah john dimaggio uh, john dimaggio is aquaman bender man it's bender as aquaman. this this is a <laughs> this is a boisterous flamboyant version of aquaman he <laughs> He loves adventure. He does. Uh, anytime danger arises, he just swells and says, outrageous. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's just, he's so happy. Lots this of good is one-liners for him. Um, oh, so Journey many. to the center of the bat, the, the whole thing with uh, Platelet is just phenomenal. <laughs> my favorite, Aqua. I think my favorite line out of him at some point is is later a little, it, they like putting him and uh, it's the new Adam. Um, I always forget that kid's name. Hmm? Oh, I always forget that. I always forget that kid's name. The new Adam. The guy after. Oh, Homer. um, gosh, what is his name? Okay, I don't know. We'll we'll find it at some point. But they. Well, yeah, uh, we'll find it. But sorry, Adam. Um, they end up having <laughs> to go. You know, they, they end up sneaking kind of into into Batman's internal organs so they can. He's sick. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah. But they always stick him and uh, and Adam together because Adam's always a reluctant hero, and you know. Aquaman's this uh, this version of Aquaman at least is just the he's the epitome of it. That's this is what he lives for. Waking up and, you know, facing villainy, I suppose. And he um I Was it uh was, Ryan Choi was his name? I think so. I think so. God, I'm yeah. really bad with his name. Um anyway, best line out of him in the series is probably uh they they shrink down for one episode, they come across this giant frog, and he just tells them, you know, amphibians. I never trust them. Land or sea, pick a side. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I just I loved it. I can't remember what it was that he actually found in that episode, but he finds this little. No, he finds a. It's a the the bug is a silverfish, and uh, what? Adams Adams trying to give him. He's saying like, "Oh, I'll find us. I'll find us a ride." And Adams saying like, "You have control over fish. We're in the middle of the jungle. There's no there's no fish here." And then he does his little thing, and a silver a couple of silverfish pull up, ready to ready to help him out. And he just looks at them all smug and says, "Even on land, a fish is always a fish." <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Oh, it's terrible, and just exactly what you expect out of out of this this character. Um, no, but this was a um, gosh, what was it? Oh, that's what it was. Um, no, when they're in Journey to the Center of the Bat, when they're inside mm-hmm. of Batman, uh, <laughs> Aquaman tries to summon a thing, and he winds up finding this little globby looking thing, and he says, "I so shall call him Platelet." So, but and it's a lymphocyte. Adam, Platelet, it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam goes, "That's a lymphocyte," and he goes. <laughs> He's like platelet. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Later in the episode, the the poor little the poor little uh, 
lymphocyte does finally get eaten up by the uh, the, back, the the virus they're in there to stop, and you just have this outcry of platelet. It's fantastic. Yeah, seriously. If you ever wanted like a you funny, you care like, about that poor lymphocyte by the end of the episode. If you've ever wanted a funny, very nearly Adult Swim version of Batman, mm-hmm. this is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it didn't oh, it actually man. air during Adult Swim for a little while there. Uh, I don't think it was so. on Cartoon Network. It was on Cartoon Network. It was. Uh, game over for Owl Man. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. The the whole Owl Man thing. Like they have a whole plot where Batman winds up going over to a parallel Earth and finds the Injustice Syndicate and Bat- <laughs> Batman. Batman. It's a two parter, by the way. Yeah, two parter. Owl Man winds up coming over to uh to the normal universe and and is running around in an and by the way, Golden Age Batman outfit. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh man. There's just so much good stuff in this show. <laughs> I mean, there that, really is. That episode, uh, it, 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 he ends up actually working with the Red Hood. Yeah, I he in the Red Hood proper, like the the Earth Two kind of. Yeah, this is actually the Joker, but in this version of things, he ended up being a good guy because he's just on the right side of it this time. He's still just as yeah batshit crazy, but this time he happens to be on the I don't know the protagonist side. Um, mm-hmm. Incidentally, they do a very trippy thing. Uh, you remember this episode? Um, what is that one called? Uh, come here. Uh, Joker, the Violin, the Villainous. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to get past the teaser because any of the teasers with Commandi are just th- the least interesting thing ever. Um, yep. Poor Commandi. I just don't give a damn about is you. Is that his name? Commandi? I thought it was Zamandi. Commandi. <laughs> Commandi. And his, I, I care more about his, his dog friend. Oh, Commandi. Yeah, it is Commandi, isn't it? But Joker and the Weeper in this episode. Uh, that was actually uh, Tim Robbins uh, uh-huh. playing him. Um, now, the the Weeper, uh, maybe one of the worst characters I've ever heard, if you just pitched the Not idea. Not Tim of Robbins. Tim Conway. Sorry. Yes. yes. Um, if you just pitched <laughs> the idea of the Weeper, I, I would laugh you out of the room. I mean, it, yeah. It, but here they go for it. And the Joker tries well, by to. By the way, Weeper the is Weeper. an OG villain. He's what? Weeper's an we, Weeper's an OG villain. Oh man. no, he's, he's OG. Back in like, I know. He's like thirties, man. I know. Um, like he wasn't even originally owned by DC. I think. Um, he's yeah. one of those people they just sort of got in a glom of IPs that they acquired at some point and went. Oh, who's yeah. That? This is okay. this is like they went to the um, they went to the flea market and they found like a bag of IPs mm-hmm. that had as, like, as you know, many characters as you could fit into just, the sack for five dollars. A ton of them, and they were like, "Well, we can integrate these guys. I guess whatever." I don't know. We're never going to use them, but. <laughs> and then somebody on Brave and the Bold is looking through and go, they have the Weeper? That'll be fun. Um, so in this episode, they do. They they turn uh, the protagonists backwards. So, um, mm-hmm. And it really is, it's almost how they phrase it. And if you don't know what you're doing, if you're just clicking next, say you have these, these episodes. You're watching them at home. You just click in next as they show up. We get to this episode, mm-hmm. and it's Joker heavy up front, and then it's straight. But it takes you a minute to actually figure out what they're doing. And they do. They make the Joker not so much a good guy. They're still doing villainous things, but they they write it as though doing the villainous things is what a protagonist would do. So mm-hmm. Batman's still trying to stop crime, but somehow they make him into this overlord kind of character that you don't root for. And the poor Joker trying to revive this even poorer Weeper, you, they're the ones that they make you root for. And it's just all in how you write it, but they do a fantastic job of, of tweaking that subtle little line. Mm-hmm. Um, God, a lot of fun. Kind of, kind of trippy, honestly, when you watch it the first time, because there really now, is every, a very small, small delineation between a villain and hero in a lot of this stuff. Now, everything on this show is not just is not roses. Uh, like when you go to the color of revenge, you see Batman and Robin are not they're not cool anymore. They're 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 again each other to some degree. I mean, they team up to stop Crazy Quilt, right? But they've had a falling out, right. and uh, they actually do they they have like a little storyline where we, we we do we see robin like he's pretty pretty well grown there um we wind up seeing some some flashbacks and some we, we move on and we see like him become closer to nightwing at the very mm-hmm. least um there there are just so many great great episodes here but uh legends of the dark might where Batmite kidnaps batman and tries to make him a better a better hero and he mm-hmm. this is the episode where he's like he makes him vampire Batman, like the old Kelly Jones vampire <laughs> Batman. He makes him like the mm-hmm. Keaton Batman. He makes him the Adam West Batman. Too campy, too dark, too gritty, too. And he like, pops over, and there's like a there's like a big purple Batman with bat nipples, and he's like, just no, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
He ends up trying to take just somebody off the list, just pulls Calendar Man and gives him these absurd powers. Um, yeah. And, you know, the in, in traditional form, Batman tricks his little buddy. Um, my favorite part of this is that it involves Ace the Bat-Hound, mm-hmm. who is delightful during this series. He is. Just absolutely delightful. Oh, what is that episode with... Um, oh, what is, what is the... Hold on. I've got to find this. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Plague of the Prototypes. You mm-hmm. have Adam West again. Yeah. Showing up as Proto, a um, <laughs> a machine that that Proto. Batman built as a prototype to help him fight crime when he needed to be out doing something more galactic. Um, yep. Proto, though, it was it was thought didn't have the the genteel nature necessary to to make certain saves. And uh, well, very long story short, um, he he ends up being okay. And Proto's this giant, uh, just this giant hulking machine whose best friend mm-hmm. is like Ace the Bat Hound. They are adorable. Mm. They're just <laughs> cute as all fuck. Yeah. Oh. And a lot of the show goes like that. By the way, they they do justice to the dogs. Crypto shows up later in uh in an episode where it's Battle of the Superheroes where uh Superman and Batman mm-hmm. actually have a Dark Knight return style fight, complete with their armor. Yeah. Um whole red kryptonite situation, blah blah blah. We've all been through the red kryptonite thing, right? But Crypto actually has to fight Superman for a second and it's just Oh, oh, it's phenomenal. It, it, they actually, I watched very closely on the action. They do a good job of making sure that he doesn't actually hit his own dog at some point. He just sort of, <laughs> like, the worst he does to him is, like, grab him by the cape and sling him around and, like, sling him out into, into orbit. Mm-hmm. And poor Crypto, like, he, he goes flying out into orbit and he gets about to a satellite's level and, and, and just, you know, finally stops it and starts flying back and you see him, his face get all serious. He just comes back and <laughs> knocks Superman in the face. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Buona Beast. We've 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 mentioned Buona Beast way too much on this podcast. Way too much on this podcast. Or not no. enough. Or not enough. I, I, you you <laughs> Buona Beast is a character who he, well he's an alien and um he can well it depends. He's not an alien for um, you know, Grant Morrison's run for instance. Oh, he's not? I don't think so. He's just a, I think he was just a, a dude in Africa. For I don't know why time. I thought he was a, an alien. But anyway, this is a guy that, um, he runs around in a loincloth, mm-hmm. and he can, uh, <laughs> combines different animals. I, he, yeah, he can kind of combine it's... the, um, I don't know, the essence of two animals in, into one thing. So he can make a, he can take a spider and a horse and make like a horse that's horse-sized, has all the appropriate legs, some fangs, and can jump off buildings now. Um, yeah. Which is kind of creepy and a little pretty awesome. And the the best version of, of how this would affect you if you were actually in the show, they Captain Marvel, who's not in the mm-hmm. show very much, but he shows up here and it's, they basically, during Siege of Starro, they've been doing, for, for most of that season, the teaser. Normally the teaser is a little quick mini story where Batman and somebody, whoever his sidekick is that day, wrap up you know, baby face or somebody in just about three minutes and call today, click to the credits, start the real show. Well, early on, what they start doing for Starro is they start, nothing gets wrapped up. It'll just be an episode where somebody's running from something and then they finally get caught and it's another hero who now has this giant starfish on their face who slaps one on the other guy and then they both, you know, they all say like, what is it, all held Starro or something? Yeah. Um... So in this one, the whole thing culminates. They, they did several cold opens where more and more, like, you know, Atlantis gets taken over by stars. And uh, at some point we realize Huntress is now flopping through the city, throwing stars at people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they culminate, though, in the Siege of Starro part one, where, um, who does it end up actually being? It's, uh, the, the, they call him the Faceless Hunter. But anyway, it's, it's uh, Starro proper, <laughs> this giant fucking starfish from the sky. Sounds like one of the dumbest mm-hmm. ideas ever, right? But they treat it with a little bit of, I don't know, they, they actually make it seem like it makes sense. So yeah. y- you end up with this little ragtag team of Batman kind of sends out a signal to everyone who's not already, you know, star-faced. And all mm-hmm. he ends up with is like Booster Gold, Firestorm, Bonabies, Captain Marvel. That's about all he's got is at his disposal. And, but Captain Marvel, they're all wondering what the hell Bonabies does, so he shows them. He combines like a rat and a, like a rat and a, I don't know, beetle or something. Anyway, just he, he does his power. <laughs> And everyone's obviously grossed out except Captain Marvel, who, by the way, is a you know a fourteen year old boy, really. And you yeah. just see him <gasps> do it again. <laughs> That's what all of us at fourteen would have done if we found somebody who could combine animals, right? By the way, I don't know why, but I'm I'm I have to go back and say really quickly, this version of Aquaman, mm-hmm. the way he tortures his villains, he captures them, he puts them <laughs> in he puts them in jail. 
he puts them in jail in Atlanta, in Atlantis, uh-huh. and he and he reads them stories from memoirs. his adventures, memoirs from his adventures with Batman, mm-hmm. and whatever the the episode title was, like they'll reference the old, it's like some of the episodes. He'll be like, "This one I call Night of the Batman," right? An outrageous tale, you know, and like the the villains are just, oh, please stop. <laughs> And he's it's, like, so there we were. Cruel, though. You're you're subjected to years and years, uh, presumably at least years, <laughs> of prison where the man who imprisoned you regales you w- with tales of his own herodom. That sounds terrible. <laughs> and they even... If there they, were bedsheets in the Atlantean jails, they're going to come back and find a hanging black manta at some point because there's no fucking way he's going <laughs> to put up with that for too long. And they do this great, they, they do this great bit where they'll do uh, like Aquaman telling a story, and he'll be like, "Batman and I were stopping blah 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 at the bottom of the ocean, and then yeah, it'll be like, <laughs> well, we were facing Black Manta and his and his four Manta Men. I don't know what you'd call it. Four his Manta four Men, you know, whatever it was. And then it was like, and a legion somebody, of submarines. What when he's telling it and somebody doesn't react enough, they're not going, oh, oh, I mean, here's a hundred. Uh, henchmen and a and a school of sharks, school two schools of sharks, and a legion of submarines and right. And by the end of it, it's just like them against like an entire army. And they're and asking him like, "That didn't really happen." He's like, "By Herod's beard, you know." <laughs> <sighs> oh, this Aquaman is fun. They even do an episode where Aquaman is uh they <laughs> is is his wife and kid wind up saying like look we want a vacation let's go do something together you don't you don't always have to fight crime he's like driving around in a damn winnebago like uh <laughs> they tried to take uh, he, well no they take and he he phrases it this way we're going to take a vacation and see what the 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 30 percent of of the world who isn't in in the ocean lives like right and they're driving across Complete country tasting apple pie right and but like as they're doing like every time they have a stop off Aquaman always winds up looking over and seeing like there's some big supervillain and there's Batman fighting him, and he's just twitching. He mm-hmm. he's like he wants to fight so bad. He he's wants just to go oh, away. he really does. So he's like it's it's one of those like sitcom situations where the guy's got two dates. Except this dude like Aquaman is trying to like sneak around his wife so he can run and help Batman. And, and Batman's like, and- yeah, and Batman's like seriously, Aquaman, I've got this. Go hang out with your family, dude. <laughs> And he's just, he's like, the battle Aww. shall be ours. Right. <laughs> Every time he's he gets like, sent no. away, he's saying, oh, but I want to help. No. It's, it's great. Oh, and they do they do, do uh, <laughs> two just killer in-show jokes. Because uh, up to date, up to this point in the show, they had never uh, they had never uh, touched Superman. Just hadn't brought him up. Uh, I think yeah. He's like, I think he's in a shot one time, but that's it. And yeah. while he, there's, there's a little montage while, uh, while they're driving across country where they're showing where they're driving and they're going to Central City and stuff. And they, they start mm. heading towards Metropolis for a second and then they completely go around it and end up on the other side. <laughs> it's, just, it's like a quick little, nope, not touching that one. But also while they're doing this, as he's going from city to city, he gets to the city and then he looks at, like he's looking out his RV walls and he's seeing you know whichever villain would be applicable to that city and he's seeing the hero that's applicable and you're just seeing, oh, I want to play. And every time they go through some of these... Uh, during the montage, they actually listen to the music very closely. They do a send-up of every one of the major like animated themes. Nice. You can just barely hear dun-dun-dun. You can just barely hear it. it. If you listen to that, you mm-hmm. even have that awful, and I mean fucking awful, Justice League theme. I hate that fucking song. But you can Why? hear it. It's there. There's even the Batman Beyond sound is in there, I think. I don't know. It's too... <laughs> it, Oh, you're talking about the Unlimited. Yes, the Unlimited song. It sounded like he got Neil Diamond to come in and help him. Yeah, no, thank you. But the the first one was great for just Justice League straight. It was okay. But they do. They do a quick little audio reference. You can listen to the music going through that spot, and they're all going to be a reference to some of the animated shows that come before them. It's fantastic. Oh, they have tons of, of references to the. As far as I'm concerned, um, this is just a multiverse because they actually do. Uh, there's a whole bit at the end of one of the episodes where like a portal opens and all these different Batman from different <laughs> realities come out. Batman Beyond is there, and so mm-hmm. is is like Kevin Conroy proper Batman from the animated series there. Mm-hmm. Um, they also reference it when like Batmite goes to the uh, comic 
comic book convention and all the fans are upset that this isn't like a darker, you know, TAS Batman. Right. And one of the great bits is like the the two fans that are like most prominently displayed in that room of people is an animated version. Is it is is uh is Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, mm-hmm. and it's like Paul Dini dressed up as Harley Quinn, <laughs> and it was this. It's the same design as the, there's an episode of TAS, um, which by the way, Joker's I would do if, if I had created somebody as cool as Harley Quinn, I would be a cross dresser every Halloween. Oh yeah, um, and some but they not actually, Halloween days. They actually did the bit in uh, Joker's Millions in uh, the animated series mm-hmm. where Joker needs a new Harley and he's like walking and there's like a whole line of, of women dressed up as Harley and he like walks up and there's just this one really like he's just like, you know, too short, too small, too fat, too, you know, he comes up to this really tall fat dude with glasses who is basically <laughs> Dini in the Harley Quinn outfit and he mm-hmm. looks at him he looks him up and down actually pretends to consider him the guy gets really excited and Joker just goes no and moves on <laughs> it's the same character design but yeah they oh, do a, they do a in the little convention hall they do a uh, a Bruce Timm as the Joker and and Paul Dini as Harley Quinn they they reference the animated series a fair amount in this in this show they do because that's it's, that's the really standard it's, uh, it wasn't just a love letter to silver age it was a love letter to everything that was important before it it is they've they 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 threw out stuff for the movies they threw out jokes for the animated series batman the brave and the bold oh man and it is this is just like the old batman the brave and the bold comics like mm-hmm. every episode he's teamed up with another another superhero of some sort right um we actually do we see him punch guy Gardner in the face and knock him out one way <laughs> um and it's odd that like, apparently batman is like such a uh, an inspirational hero in this in this universe there are posters of batman up in in blue beetle's dorm room <laughs> mm-hmm. well he he has he, especially early on in his career he's constantly when he's just timey he's having conversations constantly about you know mm-hmm. what batman can do and why he's the greatest hero ever but he's not even alone they there's an episode called uh I think it's Powerless. Yeah, Powerless. Uh mm-hmm. I want to say it's season 3 where Captain uh yeah, Captain Adam who they paint as uh, a, a a giant giant douche um mm-hmm. loses his powers and you know and ends up having to just be a regular uh regular hero and you know figure it out that way. And there is by the way as as good as the music is in the show, that one is terrible. Um mm. it's Aquaman's little little what it takes to be a hero ditty. Almost as bad as Joker's little song in um in the 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 Emperor Joker episode. Um <laughs> those are a couple of very dark spots on the music. But honestly, past those two, the rest of the music in the show is freaking great. Um you can go go watch Music Meister and you're gonna have those songs in your head for three straight days. Mm. But uh they have an episode and it's powerless, Captain Adam loses stuff. But before that he's just being a douche to everybody and Captain Adam kind of uh he's he's sitting there with the Justice League and he's like, Yeah, it's you know, it's fun to be attached to such a great group of heroes, you know, except Batman. And they all just—they're all just taken aback. They can't believe what they've heard. Uh, you know, Martian Manhunter even stops eating cookies long enough to listen. They—they <laughs> uh, they took all the little—the little cute spots and just played them out. Right. Um, but he does. He's—they're—they're they're taken aback. And Batman just doesn't even bat a lash. Doesn't care. Um, so well, I mean, you know, he's—he's he's just a human. He can't really be a superhero. You have to have superpowers to be zero. They—they they do a whole mm-hmm. blind ignorance episode with Captain Adam doing it, and even you know, Aquaman pops in and goes, "But that's not true. He's the greatest of us all." Yeah, they there's just open acknowledgement that he is the best of all of them by a long shot. Yeah, he doesn't even have any kind of powers. I mean, there. Uh, what is that other episode? Uh, Night of the Batman. Yeah. Um, Aquaman, Captain Marvel, Green Arrow. They end up, and I think it's Plastic Man. Um. A delight in every episode he appears in. By the he way, really is plastic. Uh, go eel. Um, he they end up having to kind of uh, fill in for Batman one night because he gets injured, and uh, you know John uh, Martian Manhunter's trying to help him convalesce, which unfortunately is a little bit like uh, the the torture method that Aquaman chooses because he's up there yeah. explaining stuff to him in his droning voice, and you can just see Batman grinding his teeth trying to he wants he wants the same thing he wants to get out go help his city gotham can't go without a batman all that stuff yeah. so aquaman captain marvel green arrow plastic man that's not nothing go out and put on little batman costumes and go try to go try to you know keep gotham under wraps until till batman yeah. there. and none of them can figure every one of them has their own little vignette and at the end of every one of them they go how does batman do it 
every one of them can't figure out how he he pulls this because th- those four out there trying to do the job of one man and they can barely hold it together. Mm-hmm. It's you know this this shows reverence for him as a as the you know ultimate hero is uh, unbounded really. Yeah, man, they they have so many so many great characters on this show. Mm-hmm. The Flash, Green Lantern, uh, God, Captain Boomerang shows up. Mirror, Mirror Master, Abracadabra, like they're they're amazing man. Like they're just people in that the you... one episode I was just talking about. The villains they have to go stop: Deadshot, Cavalier, Babyface, Killer Moth, Sportsmaster, Funhouse, Penguin, Bane, Blockbuster, Solomon Grundy, Killer Croc, Catwoman, mm-hmm. and the Joker. That's just one episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this show has possibly my favorite Joker origin story. I can't remember. Go on. Well, there's a whole bit in the show where uh, Batman has to go. I don't remember which episode it is. It might be Emperor Joker, but I'm not sure. Um, but Batman winds up having to go inside of the Joker's mind. That is Emperor Joker, yeah. And he sees he sees like possible origins for the Joker, and one of them is Red Hood falling into the acid. But my favorite one is where Batman is like, or maybe it wasn't anything that grand at all, and it shows just a small loser of a man sitting in a cubicle typing away at his little computer and he's worthless and he's he his life is nothing it's mundane and without yeah. batman that's what joker would be and it hints that like oh, yeah. that is what that is where that's what bat that's what joker was before batman oh, yeah that's my favorite because you know even when you go back and you're like okay he was a kid who was like killing animals and he winds up killing his parents uh, burning them burning their house down or maybe he was the red hood he was a comedian who, who was a who was a failed comedian and his wife and kid got killed whatever that's all fine those are all fine joker stories mm-hmm. joker or, possible joker origins but the one mm-hmm. that somehow holds the most weight for me is that he was a nobody <laughs> is that he had nothing he was nothing and just being mundane he he was trapped in this in this boring world of mediocrity and one day he looks up and looks at a television screen and sees that there's a batman and that this batman just saved people from some villain of some sort mm-hmm. and just that's enough to snap him just like there is more yeah honestly there's you're, batman you're describing it as though like it, i would call it like the john david chapman origin yeah cuz that was the, the entire um <laughs> <laughs> I, and I could honestly, I could go on for probably an hour about the specific yeah. circumstances surrounding the Mark David death, Chapman. But yeah, Mark David Chapman. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, like it, he really is. Like it, Mark David Chapman was reading a was reading a magazine. He sees John Lennon and Yoko standing there, and he um, yeah. he he in his head he decided that that was a guy who had the world on a string, and that if he killed him, he would it would be his world somehow. Mm-hmm. Don't try to make sense out of it. It, it it's serial killer thing, or it's it's you know assassination so, style yeah thinking. to this it, day i you know maybe daddy had a knife maybe he said let's put a smile on that face but for my money <laughs> no <laughs> alan moore can kiss my ass right batman the brave and the bold did the best version of joker's origin the only thing i don't like about it is uh and i, I do it, it is it, it it has some power to it the only thing i don't like is that it does make the joker batman's fault which as far as a storytelling device goes and and you know, wrapping that up um, could be a lot of fun. Well, he is anyway. The story you and I have that one day maybe we'll be able to leash upon the world. But the day that Batman retires is the day that Joker quits. Right. Well, it is. And go to go set over and over again. That's what he does. He goes into a catatonic state when mm-hmm. there's no more bat to play with mm-hmm. until finally awaking and to what does he say, darling? Darling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It would be a weird, a weird word for anybody but him. For him, I'm like, uh huh, yeah, that's how he would talk. Sure, no problem. Yeah, you can pretty much put most most any kind of dialect into the Joker's mouth, and I'll buy it right. because I subscribe. <laughs> I subscribe to the notion that Joker is a different person every few days. Like he right. just whatever. That's oh, why, like man. this this version wasn't like anything anyone people had seen. Even this version of the Joker is very. Um, it's not as animated as Hamill. It's not. It's mm. not even. Romero, it's not anybody. It's sure as hell not Ledger. It's just a slightly different kind of. He's there. He's a little animated, but it's not the same. Yeah. And there's no weird crispness to his voice. They didn't. He didn't disguise it anyway. It's just a a guy talking. 
but that can be anything in between. I mean, the Joker's in in his first appearance, he he had no animation. Right. He was it was uh it was monotone, and that was what was creepy about it. Um, they even say it like in the in the text, like a weird monotone voice comes out over the radio. Right, it was I, the Joker. I still, I still want someone else to deal with that. Um, I would like to do it. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see it. I, either I, me or I somebody. Would, I don't know. I would really like to hear, hear it done. Though you know, you know who I'd like to see do it. Who's that? Elijah Wood. Really? I think he'd do a fantastic job with that Joker, with like monotone Joker. Oh man! I, if I could, uh, I could have put a thousand people on a sheet of paper, and that wouldn't have been a thousand one as a guess <laughs> for who you were going to say. Right? I think he'd do a really good job of it, though. I don't think you have a problem with it, but um. <laughs> Not not who I would have expected. I don't know who I'd cast though as the monotone version of Joker. Um, I'd probably you know Dexter would be a good a good call too. Oh yeah, Michael C. Hall would do a great job with it. Uh, fast yeah, as a monotone yeah. Joker. Yeah, he might. But you know, I want to play. I want to see that cat if he ever gets to play the Joker. First of all, I'd rather him see. I'd rather see him play Batman. But if oh, Fassbender yeah. ever got to play the Joker, I'd want to see him eat the scenery too much. You're right. Also, he'd make a great Harvey Dent. That would be a waste of Fassbender. Harvey, <laughs> yeah, nah. okay, he's got a good uh, he's got a good facial structure for being able to do uh, do a two face thing. You can't have somebody whose face is just uh, too small it, or too uh, featureless. You have to it has to be a very defined yeah. skele- skeletal structure to make that whole mess make sense. You know who would make a good Harvey Dent? Gary mm-hmm. Sinise. I don't know him. Gary Sinise, Not by uh, Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. God. <laughs> He's been in a bunch of other stuff, but I swear I don't ever know it. I never, I yeah. never remember what those things I'm sure are. He's but he's done I, other things. But oh, he's done a ton of other stuff. Like he, he was on like a TV series for like twelve years <laughs> here recently. But I never remember the name of the stupid show. I really one don't. Those, those, I don't disbelieve you. I just don't care to yeah. check up on it. Yeah, yeah, and I don't care to look at it. So right. So I'm gonna. You guys tell us, happened. tell us what Gary Sinise did. Like we're gonna use our listeners as as Google now. Right. You guys, uh, IMDB Gary Sinise, and let us know what Gary Sinise has done. So we can promptly forget that he exists yet again. <laughs> the only thing I was ever really, like, I think he, 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 I think he would play a good Two-Face, but I, re- I really wanted him to play Dr. McCoy in the, in the Star Trek reboot. He looks like DeForest Kelly. I could deal with it. Yeah, did him a good, uh, good job. Though. Hey, by the way, um, something actually Brave and the Bold related. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, the, the last Patrol episode. Um, yeah, it it reminded me of something when I when I was looking through, I, I realized, wait a second, now, um, Last Patrols, they spent a fair time, amount of time in Midway City. Uh huh. How much how much fun would it be if if that Midway City police car didn't have anything to do with Hawkman? It was actually Doom Patrol. Yeah, I would I, really love to see it. Just a, a Doom Patrol movie would be a lot of fun. I mean, it you just, would be. We're gonna lose Justice League Dark, right? Well, let's throw them in. Let's throw them in instead. Well, just because Guillermo del Toro isn't doing Justice League Dark anymore doesn't mean that no one else can. Well, I, I mean, I agree, I st- but I still want to see Constantine team up with Swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I still want to see, see you know, Swamp Thing somewhere. Why has no one ever touched him? Did Grant Morrison teach us nothing, people? Did Alan he, Moore teach us nothing? Right. He's worth something. He's worth a whole hell of a lot of somethings. Yeah, I know. I He's know. the swamp thing. He is. <laughs> <laughs> I, and oh, I, I really man. liked him when I was a kid, too, so it was a damn shame. Um, now, if if you watch the show, if you actually you know went back and watched these, or you, you'd, here's the part where you'd get struck. is about midway through season two, you, you start having, it's it goes chill the night. Um, so it gets pretty down on you there for a second. Uh, Gorillas in our yeah. midst, which isn't much better because the teaser for that involves the specter turning Professor Milo into a cheese block and letting him mm-hmm. get eaten by the mice he was experimenting on. Um, totally kid-friendly, too, by the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't actually show it. There is a scream. Right. Not going to say you might not have to explain that kid. If the specter shows up on screen, just, you know, maybe skip that episode with your kid. Uh, maybe just skip that one. Um, but it does. It it got it gets a little heavier. Chill tonight. Girls on a mist is a little dark. Then you have Siege of Starro Part One. Requiem for a mm-hmm. Scarlet Speedster, which um, brilliant episode. Really good. Really, really fucking good episode. Um, but it's also it's you know a little. It's not completely dark, but it is at least heavy. Then you end up. Uh, they actually split it up. It's Siege of Starro Part Two. I don't know why mm-hmm. it got split up, but whatever. Um, Last Patrol. 
you know, then you've got like Mask of Matches Malone, which is more uh, back to, you know, that's just back to being fun. Um, Menace of the Madniks, though. That, <laughs> that, that one's got some heart in it. It really yeah, does. Some real heart in it. Yeah, because the, the, the Booster Gold oh, Blue man. Beetle. Uh, relationship is is really fun, but in this show, Ted Cord uh, sacrifices himself to uh, save many many mm-hmm. people, and uh, Booster never really got to say goodbye to Ted Cord, and neither did Batman. And they end up, you know, Booster starts messing with time like he's not supposed to, and yeah. ends up going back there to try to try to say goodbye to his friend, and eh, it it does. It ends up it's it's very feely, but that again, yeah. it's not going to be. Um, it's not, it's nothing, it's nothing that's not kid friendly. It's just, it has, there's, there are some feels going around. That's all. Yeah. That episode makes me sad. It does. It's a good sad. They got to say goodbye and everything. Oh no. I don't know. I miss Ted. <laughs> don't we all? Why, Jeff? Why couldn't we have Ted? <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong? I think in the, yeah, like in, in, uh, I think it was like, what was it? Infinite Crisis in the comics where he just, he, he has cancer and he's not telling anyone and then he just sacrifices himself for something. Yeah, I don't remember that at all, but I wouldn't put it past Cord. Oh, man. Yeah, it was during it the whole checkmate thing. Yeah, it would Cord. It? Yeah. Oh, man. So anyway. There's <clears throat> a nice sad note to end on. Yeah. Um, speaking of sad notes to end on, the final mm-hmm. episode of Brave and the Bold, man. Might fall. Yeah, that speech. Might fall. Yeah. Oh. Where, man, Batmite has decided he's tired of Brave and the Bold. He wants something more. He he wants something more dark and everything. And yeah. we we touched on it before, but um, he starts changing up everything. He makes Batman look like an action figure, like a variant action figure, um, because fans ambush bug hate is it. sitting there trying to convince him that this this yeah. isn't real, that he's being messed with, and he's yeah. just being and Batman. So. He because just keeps as, as trying to save the day and go on. That might puts it fans hate it when they change the character to sell toys. Right. Which so is he gives them like absolutely a, correct. Oh yeah. Um but we keep cutting back to this family sitting there watching Batman the Brave and the Bold and they're they're kinda getting tired of it and they're like, I don't know what's going on and then like the kid is like, Come on, Dad, just one more minute. This it's Batman. It's gotta get better. I don't know what's going on in this episode. But um, Diedrich Bader's voice, by the way, is the the dad on the couch saying, "Uh, "It used to be good. I don't know what's going on." And uh, yeah, and one of one of my favorite and most one of the most hilarious things they do on that episode is um, in the whole series, really, is um, Batmite is he keeps changing the show because pushing for things that fans will hate. And one of the things is he's like, "Oh, fans hate it when they replace a beloved character actor." Uh, or the voice of a beloved character. So mm-hmm. instead of John DiMaggio's Aquaman, we're going to replace him with Ted McGinley. He <laughs> always gets shows canceled. And it's like Ted McGinley is Aquaman for the rest of the episode, and he's defending himself to Batman. He finally going, Come does on. show back up as DiMaggio for one more outrageous before it's all over. He does. But you have Ted McGinley for reals. Mm-hmm. For realsies, y'all. Ted McGinley as Aquaman, and he goes, come on, man. Married with Children lasted seven years after I got there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, the the fourth wall for that episode is just beyond decimated. But Batman does. He realizes, like, as they they wind up in the Batcave at the end, and the way they do it is, like, uh, Batmite winds up, oh, we're going to do something that Batman would never do. And he puts him like in a Miami Vice type situation and he's shooting guns. Mm-hmm. Double-fisted semis. Yeah, and... and uh, Ambush bug. Ambush bug. He like, yeah. would never use guns. And that's when Batman realizes, I'm a cartoon. I'm not real. And they go and they, they, they have a final scene in the Batcave and they're, they actually have like construction crews in the background taking down the Batcave sets. Mm-hmm. Which when they when they pick up like they go pick up the Batmobile and turn it and it is just it's cardboard it's just cardboard yeah, popped man. up and you realize the song in the background of that is the um, it's it's off the Music Maestro episode the uh, if only you could love me uh, that little yeah. canary song the whole time they've got the a little you know Muzak piano version of that mm. um, which but only it's adds. like a rap party yeah it really is all of the people are there Buena Beast is back um, yeah. Everybody's there. Everyone's just sitting around having drinks. Um, it looks very. It's it's a, it's reverent. It's downright reverent. It is, and um, 
And Batman turns to the camera. It's really, it, it feels more like a wake than anything else. It does. And Batman turns to the camera and gives this speech about, you know, this isn't the end because we're, you know, Batman will always be there for all children. And, oh, my God. I forget what he says exactly. It's like, what are, you know, wherever there are, wherever, wherever there's villainy, wherever the, wherever justice needs to be done, I will always be there. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't, it's not as hammy as, as that makes it sound. It, right, right. Like, I wept. A grown man of 30 years wept. <laughs> Hot, pathetic tears rolling down my <laughs> fat face. <laughs> right, right. Because Batman will always be there for me. Right. And he does. It, he, he accepts his fate with aplomb. He really does. It, like, he, he realizes it's a rap party. Now it's just Batman sitting there with like a drink in his hand. And he um, he accepts fully the fate that he is, he's on. So he, he's talking to Ambush Bug, and he kind of says, that, well, I guess this is it then. And so is this all there, that's all there is to it. Okay. And he, he just turns to the camera and gives this speech about the hammers of justice and how they'll always be there for us. The hammers of justice. <laughs> I don't think we've discussed the hammers of justice. <laughs> we haven't discussed the hammers of justice. The hammers of justice, for anyone proto, wondering. Proto and, and his, you know, his failed prototype uh batman uh robot keeps well, he keeps getting it wrong so he keeps calling them the hammocks of justice and <laughs> every every time listening to adam west say the hammocks of justice it's that's oh, great but they the both, hammers of justice is what batman calls his own fists in this right, show right and and many of his um, <laughs> little the little one-liners he uses right before he punches somebody in the in their fat villainous face yeah he he mentions his hammers of justice many times. It's terrible and great. Blue Beetle has posters of Batman holding up his fists that say the hammers of justice. Right, right, right. It is awful but hilarious. And they uh, and they do the, the this Batman accepts his fate fully, faces towards the camera, does a full shot, and then they do this this it's so sappy, but it it's so fucking sappy. But you're you're just so sad to see like the Batcave being torn down in front of you. Yeah. And Batman just standing there with a drink in his hand, you know. Knowing that he's about to stop existing, all of that is yep. happening, and it, it 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 actually does get to you. So when it gets to this huge shot of everybody, I mean the the Marvel families in the shot. I, I forget where the the tank is, but there's an episode with the tank in it. The tank's back. Mm-hmm. You got Plastic Man sneaking his little O'Brien head up over the crowd just to to be in the shot. You got Crypto. There's even one of the Metal Men, the little tin guy. It, yeah, everybody shows up. Well, not everybody. Couldn't possibly get everybody there, but. A lot of people show up for this, just one little, you know, power shot. Even Skeets. Poor Skeets. By the way, Skeets, voiced by Billy West. One of the most unfortunate names for a character ever. <laughs> they couldn't have known. <laughs> they couldn't have known. <laughs> they couldn't have known what. <laughs> it, it sounded so cute at the time. His little buddy Skeets. Yeah. <laughs> uh and now there's Booster Gold point out there with really bad puns. Oh. Rule 34, man. All right. I think that's going to do it for us for this episode of DC On Screen. If you haven't, go watch Batman the Brave and the Bold. It's three seasons. It's literally what, man? Like 65, 65 episodes? episodes, I think it is. And 65 episodes. Only a couple of moments of wasted time in there. Um, only a couple. I mean, and most is. of them have to no, do with Kamandi. That amazing Man thing. They did, like right before the series finale, they do a couple of kind of one-off shots. A couple of mm. some of it's fun. One of them is just Amazing Man and Kitty Catastrophe. One of the dumbest damn things I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 just, just poor in every way. <laughs> do you? Do you? Um, because my memory is blanking. Do you? Do you know what we're talking about next week? It's Gods and Monsters, isn't it? It is. Gods and Monsters is dropping. Um, All right. It's next Wednesday. What is next Wednesday? Uh, yeah, the 28th. Yeah. Uh, it is Tuesday, dropping I mean. the 28th. Next, Tuesday, the 28th, Gods and Monsters is dropping. Um, do yourself a favor and find that somehow. Um, right. You are going to get two episodes from us next week as well. Uh, we will do our news portion, and then we will do our Gods and Monsters review. We are DC on screen. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Go, please give us five star ratings and reviews and help us out. Like that, it really does help us out. You have no idea. We're also on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Go give us a like on the Facebook page. We will see you guys next week. Until then, 
put some DC on your screen. I know we will. the max out of your tax refund at iMart Express. With two pairs starting under 40 bucks, you'll spend less on the have-tos and keep more for the want-tos. Our quality glasses are made in-store by skilled lab techs that take care of your glasses from start to finish, getting them back to you with same-day speed. Get two pairs of glasses starting under 40 bucks or two pairs of progressives for under 80. Our prices won't break the bank. Your tax refund goes further at iMart Express. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.